This week's episode is brought to you by Canada, the best country for things like Rush, Tim Hortons, and Cardfight Vanguard players. Canada, our home and native land. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. Um, I'm Axel or uh, Joshua. So, well, which one do you want to go by? Because that could be very important. Uh, I guess I'll go by Joshua because I'll be the official. Oh, on the like, yeah, on the deck list sheet. So, uh, for to those of you who are wondering, uh, Joshua here uh, got first place at Boucherode's Grand Fest, which is also what we're talking about here. So you went for you went undefeated going into the top eight cut, right? Yeah, uh, not until the top eight cut. I lost in a, one game in top 64. Okay, well, I mean, you, you, you got to day two and all that stuff. Yeah, for day two, I was undefeated. Yeah, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, you came all the way down from Canada, right? Yes, Canada. Good God. Uh, Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Canada. I hope it was worth it. Um <laughs> I mean, seriously, so uh, to those of you who didn't go, uh, Grand Fest was kind of a disappointment, to an extent, at least to me. But the name has Grand in it. I know, but like, just, they, they said there was going to be like, Vanguard and Buddy Fight themed food, that, food there, there was not. Uh, you know, there, there was like a Starbucks booth in the corner that charges like $13 for half a sandwich. Um, That's normal Starbucks prices. But... I know, but like just the, like there was that, and then um, there were there was like an, an immeasurable time between rounds. Is it just because there was like it was like what six hundred and twenty some odd people? I mean, well, part of it was that. Part of it was so in past Boucherhead tournaments I've been to, they have like those slips where you go, okay, this person won, this person lost, then you call a judge and they verify and walk off with it. In past ones, they give you a blank piece of paper with, like, the boxes so you could fill them in. And then now they had they printed out all the names and stuff, which I guess was supposed to speed it up. But the judges spent all their time trying to find the correct aisles with the correct tables with the correct names, where it took, like, twice as long as it needed to, I think. Hmm. So that's fun. Um, I brought Great Nature and got my ass kicked in six rounds. Didn't make it to day two. It was X3. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the rest of Nexus Tour. Uh, Gabe was the only one who uh got to day two. Me, Miles, and Richard all scrubbed out, and Gabe would just not stop winning. So we were just kind of hanging out, waiting for him to stop winning. And that's so. Gabe what... was on Neo Nectar. Yes, he was. Yeah, got <laughs> got to day two. Uh, to those of you who uh, subscribe to the Nexus Tour YouTube channel. The clan leader deck profile is up there too. Uh, <laughs> Gabe is a character. <laughs> so <laughs> he uh, he in between rounds he started doing the clan leader thing, so he has that too, which is like oh god, I just wanted to hit him. Like I I I was I was the Jerry uh, like the Jerry Smith of uh, of this group this weekend. Does that make any sense? Rick no, and Morty I joke. Know, I don't know who you're talking about. Rick and Morty joke. Yes, right. it is. Yeah. Oh, that Jerry. Yeah, that oh. Jerry. I don't know their last names. Oh. 
I just know that Rick's last name is Sanchez, and for some <laughs> reason. Um, but yeah, so I, actually we have some kind of like interesting stuff coming up on the channel in a few weeks, and I'm kind of bummed we didn't get to do a uh, deck profile of your thing, Axel, because uh, we made friends with you and your girlfriend, Sarah, um, mm-hmm. and you guys were really awesome, and we just hung out with you for the whole time, or most of the time. So, Pretty much. Uh, Josh, uh, how did you prepare for this tournament? What were... Uh, I guess, like, preparing is not, like, the the word that I would, like, to use, because, <laughs> like, um, I think I've told you guys, uh, it was, like, a last-minute thing that my dad, like, bought me this uh, airplane ticket to go to L.A., so I didn't even know I was really gonna even go to Grand Fest, but then, um, I sp- but the thing is, like, before going to Grand Fest, uh, I played at a buy tournament, uh, near my local, because... Toronto's next regional is next month, so I was just like, oh, okay, you know, I should like prepare for August fifth to six. So, if funny enough, I wasn't really preparing for Grand Fest. I was preparing for another regional, and I lost in like the top eight of a, a buy tournament with all my friends who were there, who were top eight people from the last Toronto, and I felt like my deck was very inadequate. But and everyone just switched from gears to Night Rose, so the top eight in the uh, the last Toronto Regional was like six Gear Chronicle, one Luar, and one Tachikaze. Um, the six Luar, uh, the, the one Luar and the six Gear were like all like friends of mine. We're all close friends, but in the by tournament, pretty much all seven of those people were there. But from the six Gear Chronicle player, four out of the six Gear Chronicle player from, went from Gear to Night Rose. So in that buy turn, I was just like, oh, shit, everyone's, like, playing Night Rose. I'm, like, thinking in my head, I'm like, if I want to continue with Gears, I have to, like, switch a lot of stuff up. So then I, like, made my deck based off to A, uh, because it's a BO1 tournament for every regional, and there's going to be a lot of Tier 2 decks. I made my deck very techy, so, like, it can, like, has options to defeat uh, Tier 2 decks uh, a lot easier. And the second thing was, like, my deck was based off, like, certain combos where it, like, punishes uh, decks slightly like Night Rose. So, like, that's pretty much what my objective was. And lucky enough, like, I made all the adjustments before, like, Grand Fest, not even knowing I'm going to Grand Fest. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess it was just, like, I was lucky that I did it before going to Grand Fest. Yeah, I just wanted that story in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the the reason we sound like this is we tried recording this when uh, Joshua was in the airport, and uh, yeah, the connection cut out, and it sounded like you were in the middle of a mosh pit slash washing machine. Um, yep. So we're trying this again, and I can't remember what we talked about last time, what we talked about this time. Um, now, when you say really techy, what do you mean by that? Um. So I guess like talking to just general people. Uh, who play gear and the people who just like face gears they thought my g-zone was like a little bit weird and when i say a little bit weird it's that like i don't run a metallica phoenix like i run zero metallica phoenix and people are like wait why not running metallica phoenix i'm just like well because you're a fan of megadeth that's why (laughs) obviously 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 uh well i run two gear groovies uh i run three next stage um 
I run yeah, I run two Gigabee three next stage. I run two Chronos Command Revolution. I don't run the the first one where it's just Chronos Command because like Revolution, if you play it right and the situation that you're put in with the Revolution, uh, you don't need to really care about your board being wiped because the interaction with Revolution and Chrono Dragon G's stride skill is that you can use one then the other. So pretty much. Uh, like, say you had no board because, like, your opponent, like, killed your Dran or something, unfortunately, and you go to, like, Second Stride or you go to, like, G-Guardian and then go into Chronos Command Revolution, you can be like, oh, Counter Blast 1, flip a Chronos Command Revolution, wipe both field, now you Stride Skill, pick a card from a hand, place it down, Time Leap it. So, like, you still can get your Stride Skill off. So it's not, like, really... Because they're both on-play skills, pretty much. You can oh, that, pick one. That's good. So, yeah. do you use it against decks that, like, overextend in the early game? or? So, like, obviously, Chronos Command, if you think about it against Tier 1 decks like Night Rose, you'd be like, oh, you're not, you're not going to really face a Night Rose player that's going to, like, be putting out down units so you don't, like, make them neck. Well, Chronos Command is for the Lord matchup, mainly. Gotcha. Because, like, I run Chronos Command, I run the old Chrono Dragon... Uh, one copy of it for a Tekken, and then three Caliboom. So pretty much those three units, uh, main, uh, and I guess the G-Guardian head around. But like mainly those units have the abilities to disorientate my opponent's field. And pretty much against the Lord matchup, in my opinion, I think it's like in a true, uh, like if a re- regular Gear Chronicle player like ran Gear Chronicle, like like the typical deck, I think the matchup against Luard is like 60-40. 60-40. For mm. for Gear Chronicle, gotcha. For sixty, okay. but like because I don't want to take that risk because you know it's a BO one tournament before top sixty four cut, and obviously player skill matters. Like that sixty forty can become fifty fifty if the Luar player is really good. I wanted to like just make sure that I put in text in my deck that like I can make that sixty forty and make it a bigger gap into like a seventy thirty. So that's the reason I put Revolution just to help me with the Luard matchup and against any other matchup that like has a that establishes board state. So like I'm not saying Angel Feathers are scary, but like Angel Feather has a key unit that like Angel Feathers run that's a resist unit. It's a grade two eight K I think. It's a unicorn. Pretty much you counter blast one, you place oh. it and you heal one damage and has resist. But if you wipe the full field and if that unit gets spun to the deck, that means the ability of that unicorn is like if it's removed from the field they uh, take a damage again. Yeah, they uh, check top three, putting damage on. I don't really see that as often anymore because after, um, what's it called? Uh, what, what was the G guard for Overlords? Why am I blanking right now? Uh, it's um, Super Heavenly Something Dragon. It wipes the three back row. Yeah. Defeat Flare. Defeat, Defeat Flare. Flare Dragon. Thank yeah. you. So yeah. Defeat Flare, I think, kind of killed that anyway because normally you put it behind Vanguard. But, yeah. you know. Not so much anymore. Did you run into that or a defeat flare? Oh no! Or no, no. I think it's the angel feather player. Uh, he didn't run the, the unicorn, unicorn because Why he played he? an inferior angel feather. He played Gabrielle, and usually you don't run unicorn and Gabrielle because uh, I guess you don't have a space for the unicorn. Yeah. So so like he yeah, and you just played Gabrielle, and you know I think that like is pretty weak compared to no seal. And, like, he, even though he pulled, like, three to four heals off me, like, I slowly won, 
Like, I just slowly won to a point where, like, uh, he was at 5 damage, and I go into my Delay Blazer, Lishma turn, and I do, like, 7 small attacks, and then I go next stage Groovy attack, so that's, like, 9 attacks in total, and then he's like, I can't guard at all, no matter what. I'm like, I know, you're not no seal. You can't, you can't increase power on your Vanguard, um, because you're not playing, like, no seal. And he's like, oh, and then he, like, died. I mean, a lot of... Sorry, several players I know play the grade one no seal. Yeah, grade one no seal. Yeah, but like if if you run the grade three no seal baits, you know what I mean. If you you can interact it, so Mm -hmm. you can like uh, gain plus advantage like to your hand while like uh, being on the defensive. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean. Like use the grade one no seal, you can still get like the plus two k etc. And then I guess the other cards in my G zone. Besides the uh, revolution, is two warp drives, and warp drives ability. I just forgot. Like he is also one of the units that can spin a unit. Uh, but because I'm only run two, the maximum uh, time I can spin is once. And then the warp drives ability is like depending on how many of him face up, I can choose that many units grade or under and spin it. So I can only spin grade ones and under pretty much. And then one sea breeze because. You know, Sea Breeze is self-explanatory. I run four G Guardian, two Hedo around, one Rufano, one Retroactive Maiden Uluru, uh, one Metapulsor Fawnlong, and that's pretty. Oh, and then the last tech card that a lot of people were surprised I even use, and it pretty much replaced my uh, Metallica Phoenix spot is a Metapulsor Alter Dragon. And a lot of people is confused, like, what this card actually does. I mainly use it for the red tech skill as a continuous skill, and pretty much the continuous skill is the cost for this unit's stride may also be paid by Counterblast 1, choose a Gear Colossus or a Zodiac Time Beast from your hand and bind it face up. And it actually came in pretty clutch, because uh, I run 6 grade 3s, uh-huh. um, so I play a, a lower down ratio. So there was a game where I was facing in top 8 against a Luard player, um, I was I was forced to play the grade one game because I was not hitting a grade two. Eventually, I hit a grade two, and eventually I hit grade three. But I hit, didn't hit a stride fodder or another grade three. I was like shit. But then I had a heal trigger zodiac time beast in my hand. That's the reason I don't run the new GB8 uh, set uh, Uluru uh, foiled G Guardian because she's not zodiac time beast. So I used the old little mouse. I look I looked at my opponent. I'm like, okay, hey, counterblast one, bind my heal trigger. Stride into Metapulsor Alter Dragon, and then he's like, "Wait, what do you? What are you doing?" I'm like, "Read Alter Dragon's ability." He takes that card, and he's like, "Oh, that's pretty neat." And then I just like continued my turn from that point on. And also, like Alter Dragon, um, is very useful, uh, because he's a Zodiac Time Beast, and uh, because Gear Dragon, uh, I mean, um, Core Dragon G's ability is if a Gear Dragon or a Zodiac Time Beast strides, you can Time Leap. So the fact that he is a Zodiac Time Beast allows me to use a Chrono Dragon G's uh, stride skill, and that's very important. If it wasn't a Zodiac Time Beast, I will probably wouldn't even run him, Like even though he has that, uh, that Sea Breeze-esque skill. Does he do anything else on Vanguard Circle, or is it just like the alternate stride cost, and that's kind of it? Well, he has an axe skill that chooses a face down G unit and turns it face up so I can pick anything. It's an axe, so you don't have to do it. Yeah. But uh, it's look at your top five card from your deck, choose up to two among them, bind them face up, and search 
Uh, for each card in your bind zone, this gives plus 2,000. If the number in your bind zone is five or more, countercharge one. I usually um, go into... If I go into this first stride, I use this skill regardless. I look at the top five to see, like, uh, what's my top five. And if I see, like, Calibooms in my top five, I would just, like, bind the Calibooms. Because I'm just, like, binding units that, like, I, I feel like I'll never interact or choose, like, rather not go into this game. So just deck thin. Or if it's like later on in the game and I have some units that were lost in time and I want to unflip, I'll go into it and be like, oh, I unflip one. Like I countercharge one because I have like multiples in my bind zone. That's pretty neat. Yeah, yes. so it's, it sounds to me like your, your uh, G-Zone looks a lot like the Japanese list like of recent note with some extra Cronus Command Revolution spice. Yeah. Spice. Oh, I think I, there's one recent Japanese player that I've seen. He... Him and I have the exact same deck list besides one thing, and that's uh, I run Alter Dragon, the the one I, I was just talking about, mm-hmm. but he ran e- Epoch Maker. What? <laughs> the unhit? Yeah, yeah, because like what he oh no, he runs Epoch Maker and he takes out Fawn Long for better uh for Metallica Phoenix. Um and pretty much how he plays is like uh, when you use Gear Groovy, the second unit you copy generally is Meta uh, Fawn Long for the Counter Blast one and turn skill. Pick a grade one or greater unit in your uh, G zone and like call it. I'm not G zone, uh, your bind zone and call it onto the field or put it into your hand. But for you know like Epoch, it's like on hit. You can spin a unit on your field and time leap it. it. I think it has to be time leaped into a three, so it skips like even if you have a grade zero on your field, Epoch Makers like makes it into a grade three. Um, but that's the on hit, right? So they they rather use Epoch Maker uh, into the secondary unit that uh, Gear Groovy copies. But I I read into it more, and then I thought it would be like an actually good thing because I thought that Gear Player would run Emi. That's a grade three that when it's placed it gets minus two grade when it attacks Vanguard plus four thousand. But the guy never even ran Emi because if you run Emi and you hit off. With Epoch Maker, you can call Emi and be like, minus two grade, attack. And you have tick away, uh, TikTok Worker on the field. You'd be like, oh, put TikTok Worker into my soul. Make Emi into a grade two now. But I'm like, you're not even running Emi. I guess the only thing you'll time leap your unit into is like, he ran Chrono Fang G. But I'm just like, I feel like that's so shit. So I'm just like, you know what? I don't like his idea. So I'm just like, I'm just going to go into more of a, Tekken, G-Zone, and then add Alter Dragon, because I feel like I need something that uh, something like him to um, help me, because I run 6 3s and, you know, that's kind of a pain in the ass if you don't pop off. Dang. And then, uh, also, uh, our Miles tried your deck and said there was a lot of stuff with Delayed Blazer. What's, oh, um, yeah. uh... What was the deal with that? So like um, my deck um, runs okay. I'll just talk about the key stuff. I can go like by order because my deck is right now sorted. So it's your guys' option. You want me to just like go by the key units, or you want me to like go like an actual deck list? I mean, uh, I think just hearing the deck list doesn't really do it justice because uh, like I guess that's just how podcasts are. Maybe you just go by the key units. Okay. Okay. So. My deck runs uh, very little one-ofs um, because, like, I don't like the concept of one-ofs. Uh, a lot of gear players run, like, their grade one zone is pretty much, like, five one-ofs. And I talked to, like, 
really good gear players that are my friends, and their explanations are generally like, oh, we run one of us because we can search it. Like, we don't want to run two because, like, we get less options. And I'm just like, I guess you guys are true, but I'm just like, how in the worst-case scenario when that one of is just, like, hits a, hits the drop zone, you have to ride it, it's in the damage, and they're like, oh, well, we'll heal it, or we'll soul blast it. And then when it's in the drop zone, we'll, we'll put it back in their deck with, like, Retroactive Maiden Uluru or Tickaway Dragon. I'm like, how about if Tickaway Dragon's gone? How about you already use Uluru? It's like, what would you do then? They're like, well, at that point, like, you just, like, resource management, like, you, you just, like, you just fucked up. Like, you just didn't do it properly, so you get punished. I'm like, I don't think that's, like, good enough, like, reasoning. So I was like, you know, I made my deck revolve around one specific thing, and that's a Delay Blazer and a grade one unit named uh, uh, Lishma. Pretty much, Lishma has two skills. The first one ha- is not GB restricted. It's uh, when this unit boosts as a Vanguard, so you can boost a grade 1 or grade 2 unit. It doesn't have to be a grade 3. Uh, when it boosts as a unit, uh, a Vanguard, choose a card from your hand, this card at Soul Blast 1. If you pay the cost, you can time leap Lishma, grade 1 unit, into a grade 2. And the secondary skill is GB1 when this unit is placed from the bind zone. You may pay the cost of Counter Blast 1 and draw a card. So, um, She's really important because uh, what you typically do, I know this is a podcast, so I like talk about it more. Like I'll talk it, I'll talk slower and like explain it more. Okay. So a typical turn. So when I uh, this turn would be more of a realistic turn. Obviously, if I the most perfect setup turn, I can probably talk about like going into thirteen or fourteen attacks. Holy but, shit! But uh, I would have a board state on first try of like Melum. Uh, History Maker, uh, Dran is gone because I would probably use Dran to make the Melum. Uh, and if I had a TikTok worker, that'd be awesome. And I'll put it behind History Maker. And then I'll have like a Lishma behind my Vanguard. And my Vanguard would be like, what? it'll be like a warp drive. Okay, I'll tackle the Melum first. It'll be one, that'll be hit one. Then I'll use History Maker, attack boosted by a tick, uh, tick away, uh, TikTok worker, making the mela, uh, the Urwater into a Melum. But History Maker would attack, so the second attack. So my Melum will attack again. That's the third attack. And it'll go into um, a uh, grade zero. Uh, that'll be Urwater. But then I'll use Tick Away Worker and make that Melum into a grade two while it's like uh, attacking. So I'll use History Maker, attack. Make that Urwater into a Meshkia. So meaning uh, the History Maker's attack will hit through because while it's attacking, I'm time leaping Urwater into uh, a Meshkia. And Meshkia skills, like when it's placed from time, you give it a 4k. So I'll give the 4k to the History Maker that was a 9k that was attacking the Vanguard to make it attack. So that's fourth attack. Now um, I have two History Makers on the field that are both rested. Attack with Vanguard, uh, boosted by uh, Lishma. After that uh, attack uh, resolves, that's a, that's the fifth attack with the Vanguard. I would uh, pick a card from my hand, discard it, uh, and then uh, pay the Soul, uh, soul Blast one. Uh, make uh, Lishma place it over one of the History Maker, meaning I do neg one, and make it into a Delay Blazer. Uh, Delay Blazer skill when it's placed, uh, you know, and if I have a Vanguard that's great forward with Chrono Dragon as like the name, I can. Make a grade two unit into a grade three. Pick one of the rested uh, history maker. Make it into a grade three. 
Um, because I don't have a lot of combo pieces, it doesn't matter which grade 3 it is, because it should hit for the number 11,000 plus. And attack with the Delay Blazer, because Delay Blazer's skill, it's, it gets plus 2,000 for each unit at the time left, so like it gets plus 2k because the unit just gets time left from its skill. So 6 attack, and I attack with the, the grade 3s, I'll be the 7 attack. So my first stride, I can go up to like 7 attack, if, if my opponent doesn't get a defensive trigger. Um, and I think that's pretty like good. Like 7 attack first stride, counting your vanguard and then on first try you can go up to like technically nine attacks if you have a better setup and then you typically on my next stage or gear groovy turn what i do is i use lish uh lishma twice so i'll like attack with lishma uh in my groovy uh gear groovy turn and if i have fawn long flipped up and i have a lishma in my uh bind zone i can counter blast one for fawn long skill and call the Lishma and the Bind Zone after I use the Lishma on my field onto the spot where that previous Lishma was and do Lishma again. Because I run three Delay Blazer, I can pretty much uh, get like, because I have three Delay Blazer, like six attacks off Delay Blazer. Because Delay Blazer, when I call him, you have to always think that every time he's called, he can flip himself. Meaning like, I can timely flip himself or I can timely flip pre-existing grade two and threat three for another attack. Wow. So, so, like, that's pretty much, I guess, a lot of, like, people, players in California did expect that I wasn't just, they're like, oh, he has a Melamin History Maker on the field. He's just going to do that shit. And But I'm just like, uh, I'm not doing that shit. Yeah, like, I'm doing you, this other shit. Usually, Delayed Blazer is kind of like an afterthought, where they're like, I just have it in here because you're supposed to, or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um. Oh my god, like, this, okay, this clan is capable of getting six attacks first stride compared to, like, Narukami, which runs the on-hit stride. What happened? <laughs> yeah. What hath science rot, Bushi? I mean, that's what happens when you print crap support versus when you print good support. That's true. No. Um, let's see. What's uh? What did you do against the like seven runner matchup? Because I'm sure you ran into that. Oh, I didn't face him. I didn't face him. Really? I didn't face the seven runner. I'm so glad I didn't face him. <laughs> okay, what would uh, you do if? Uh, I played seven runner myself, and I feel like the only way to beat that deck is like every time, like especially if I'm playing Gear Con, or at that point if I'm playing Gear Con, I'm playing vanilla. I'm playing yeah. vanilla Vanguard. Yeah, exactly. Um. But the one thing that I have that actually helps me against Seven Runner is like I can close in the game because like I talked to you about Lishma. Her yeah. skill is not GB restricted. So if I'm in grade three, I'll be like attack. I'll be like attack with the regard, attack with the regard, attack with Vanguard. Oh, Lishma skill make her into grade two. I at least get a fourth attack. I do neg one card from my hand, but hey, like if he doesn't have a card to block, I can like finish him off. But besides that, typically you just don't want to give um, Seven Runner players like CB. Like yeah. counterblast. So if they have, and they usually will have like rear guards open, and they have like no counterblast because they just used all the counterblast in the previous turn, I would just like even if I have to attack with my vanguard on their rear guard, and I'd be like end turn, and it's their turn, and they attack me. But because you're gonna like rush into grade three, you have to know that you'll always have card advantage. So like even if you 
until you have a safe amount of cards in your hand, you can honestly keep swinging at their rear guard with their vanguard. And at that point, your hand will just accumulate and their hand will just keep diminishing. And at one point, you'll be like, okay, they're at three damage with no counter blast, but I have like so many cards in my hand. I can start like taking a little risk and attack his vanguard. I'll be like, attack your vanguard. They fucking take it because they want it because they want CV. It's their turn to like, oh, attack with my rear guard, my rear guard, and vanguard. And I use counter blast two and call like uh, shade, uh, whatever. That's shade. Grade, Slash eight, and you'd be like, oh, I have, like, 11 cards in my hand, so, like, fuck you. And at that point, like, you win. That's, like, I feel like that's the most efficient way to beat a deck if your deck is, like, GB-restricted. You just have to use your Vanguard Swin on their rear guard and just accumulate hand advantage, because you have to know that you're going to hit grade three first. They're never going to hit grade three. You're going to draw two cards for every drive tech. They're going to be always t- uh, taking one drive check, so it's, like, do the do the math. And no. as, Also as take out that Knight as, Spinal. <laughs> yeah, as a seven hundred player, I completely agree. Denying CB is a very, very strong way. Uh, pretty much once you once you deny the CB, it's very hard for Knight Spinal to break twenty one. Yeah, minus some minus some like heavy minusing to hand. Yeah, which is probably not worth it. So, uh, yeah, I I completely agree. And it's so funny when people talk about that that matchup, and they like are completely unaware of seven runner like in the way they talk about it, but. I think I think that's very enlightening for people. There's a there was a thread on the subreddit a few days ago where it's like, how do you beat Seven Runner? And a lot of the responses are like, attack or like rush Vanguard back. I'm like, no. And then I got yelled at. No, for what it. the fuck? I was like, <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, I was kind of a dick about it. I said this this response is so incorrect it makes my face hurt. I have no idea what I meant by that, but like. Denying CB is a very powerful strategy in basically any deck that and needs Vanguard, CB yeah. to do stuff. Um, it's always been this way, too. Like, even back in, like, pre-Limit Break era, denying CB was relevant. It's, yeah. like, suddenly not relevant somehow? I don't know. Oh, and, okay, so here's the best part. I'm putting... I'm, this podcast episode is going to be posted on the subreddit like it is every week, which means that, dear people of the subreddit, uh, the champion of 622 people says that the best strategy in 7-Runner is to deny them CB... I was right. Well, with a, with a, with a yeah. deck of vanillas. Okay, I'm just saying. Like, wait, no, that, 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 uh, that further galvanizes uh, the answer. But. Well, like, um, so I think that, like, one deck, like, I think denying CB for seven runners is probably the best thing if you do not have ulterior option, if you're not running a deck that is not G restricted. So back then, I was a heavy uh, Overlord player. Uh huh. And I, I tried to theory craft like a matchup against uh, Seven Runner with Overlord. Because uh, the Overlord I played, I ran um, Burnout, the Soul mm-hmm. Blast one, uh, put a grade three from your uh, drop zone Overlord into the bottom of your deck, kill a unit. Because that deck has uh, ways to retire regardless of you being G restricted, you can, if you can retire their whole board and then attack their. Vanguard, that's fine because then you're pretty much telling the other guy, "Hey, I just retired your whole shit." That means you have to guard very wisely because then you're not gonna have units to like, uh, you know, kill off and call the grade one like uh, seven uh, seven C's unit, or you can't like discard for you know the grade two seven C's unit. So like, if you're playing like a deck that can wipe the field, then you can just like recklessly attack for face because then. You're diminishing their hand in a different way. You know what I mean. That's you're telling them to, you're telling them to guard. Or you're telling them to commit a board state. But like, come on, like 
Kagura is not relevant since like <laughs> forever. <laughs> that matchup is like like almost impossible to see. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've never been in a situation where my entire field was white playing seven runner, so and I yeah. don't expect to. I I was looking at um the the top three for the UK that just came out on Bushiroad's website. It was literally all three of them were seven runner. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, one okay. thing I hated was um, there was a guy that I saw. So I did an interview with the first place player from Jacksonville, yeah. and he's friends with the the first place player for New Jersey, and his name is like Adam something, and he played a seven runner, and he got like so much flack and hate for being, playing seven runner because people are saying like he's a degenerate. He's playing this deck because it's like super easy, and I'm just like, does people? Like are that ignorant in Vanguard to know that Seven Runner is one of the most complicated deck to play, even though it looks easy, because you have to able to resource manage like pretty well, and because you're a you know a deck that doesn't rely on simply just like dropping down a three and going to a unit that's like a grade four unit that's like pretty much overpower. You're pretty much playing vanilla. You have to think like you're playing a game where like you are like constantly stuck on grade one. Like you you've been grade stuck. And you have to do your best to resource manage your drop zone and able to put units from your deck, like filter properly to win the game from grade one. Yeah, like it's like it's not it's not it's I feel like when I say this I probably get flack because, you know, you're subreddit or whatever, but like I feel like Nova Grappler Victor is like so much easier than Seven Runner. Like you just like attack, boost, stand, attack, boost, stand, stand, like I'm like, okay. But like it's like pretty self-explanatory where seven runners like if you give it to like a new uh vanguard player they'll probably don't know what the fuck to do they'll probably just ride into the one of or two of grade threes you run in the deck <laughs> i mean well because you have to go against every instinct you've been taught of yeah, like yeah. how to vanguard which is Pretty also much. might be why the the like the deck stares so many people is because it's a different monster i think yeah I think a lot of why a lot of people think it's scummy or you know or why they think it's quote easy end quote and I don't think they really mean easy I think they mean I think it's easiness in, into your opponent because it simplifies the game but it's when when you get down to it that this is old like this is like Vanguard like in ancient days like yep pretty much it, it's almost exactly the same it's so. like the mummy <laughs> and. I, I and I agree. Like when I played my my first like ten or so games with Seven Runner, I was like, man, what is the right decision? Here? <laughs> like, what am I, what am I doing with these things? But yeah, yeah. Well, Seven Runner is dead now. It's dead. Yeah. It's it, it vaguely still playable. Because no, no, it's the the, the restriction. Oh yeah, Crow got Crow got hit the one. Yeah. Well, there, like, there, I, there I don't see it how it's finagle really... it, but oh, it's it's not it's it's not nearly as good. Oh yeah, we, we should probably touch on that. So in the U.S., they confirmed that Nitro is getting hit to one, and Mick the Ghosty is also getting hit to one. But they didn't touch the head around. Head around. Yeah, this greatly. Yeah, the head around thing only matters one factor, and a lot of people don't know why. Um, it's Wiseman wise because man. in Japan, yeah. uh, Wiseman is like like tier one. Okay, so Japan tier list projected right now. Um, because they have like all the newer stuff, they got the restriction. Is that Wiseman, Night Rose, and funny enough, Sweep Command are like the S tier deck. Are right you now. freaking serious? Whoa. No. What is this wizardry? Because of Impede? No. Uh, for Sweep Command, why? Oh, okay. 
Because Sweep Command is a very simplistic deck, but you run 8Ks and 10Ks, so, like, you're a very stally deck. So if the thing is, like, it's pretty easy to stall with that deck, and if you go to the stall point, um, your GB8s are, like, for free. Like, they're free strides. Yeah. And it's like, are you going to able to actually block a number with the rearguard hitting at you for 100k, Vanguard hitting with 100k, and the other rearguard hitting you for 100k? Yeah, you don't you know what I mean? twice, man. Like, uh, <laughs> my, my, my roommate proxied that deck when, we, when he saw what Impede was, and he kind of figured it out for himself. Or at least I think he did. Yeah, I, I let but, Gabe play my safe command deck, and he, yeah. he was, like, fucking enjoying it. Yeah. He was just like, I buy all your drop zone. My yeah. Vanguard's like, 90,000? Uh, and, and it was just like, what? <laughs> The the worst part too much fun. is like uh, what like even if you do that early because you run so many crits right, or oh uh, you run uh four four draw eight crit four no yeah four heal I'm sure rainbow like is it rainbow it's rainbow I think it's rainbow okay. yeah All I right. think I run rainbow never mind then I mean it's really funny against something like gold paladin because gold paladin just kind of goes through their deck so quickly. So you go into that and then like bind your drop zone. Everything's like 130k. Bring it on, bitch! Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this thing. Yeah, uh, but um, impedes impedes quite good. Yeah. Yeah. But the the reason the wise man, uh, is like, like I don't think anyone in North America would want wise men to be like a net deck deck. Why would you want to like face? Wise men, like every time you go to a local, I, I feel it's a pain in the ass for any player. I mean, but no one likes solitaire. Yeah, but um, the reason why uh, wise men is so big in Japan is due to the fact the head around is nerfed to one, and you'd be like, oh wait, is it because if you somehow survive one wise men turn by using one head around, the next one is like impossible? No, it's because like for wise men, a good wise men player, if they face Kagero, wise men, or night rose, they will place two Wisemans on the field on their Wiseman turn instead of one and split the power amongst each other. So the mm -hmm. power of the two Wisemen will be like half, so it'll be like 50k, 50k if you have five counterblasts open. And they'll like swing with one at a time until you head around the other one, head around the one attacking, or you uh, use the Night Rose combo and you kill one off with the Cannoneer, or you use Kagura and Denial Griffin one, and they'll be like, well, Still unless you... Yeah, unless you are the Night Rose or Kagura player and you have another heal trigger in your hand, you won't be able to kill the other one. But uh, Night Rose can't do it twice. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then I guess it'll be only Kagura player. Because of that, for Gear Conkle, back then, if they had two heal triggers in the hand... Oh, not back then. Oh, back then in Japan. If they had two heal triggers in the hand, they can just head around both the Wise Men. So no matter what, the Wise Men player would always be scared or be inferior to uh, Gear Conkle. Not because the deck is shit or anything. It's because, like... Gear Chronicle had, like, a counter to it. But now in Japan, because you only can run one head around, if, uh, you know, like, a Wiseman player does double Wiseman combo, you're dead. Like, Gear Chronicle will be dead. Like, there should be no way out of this. So it's the lesser of two evils, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So that's the reason, like, here, uh, with the, our, like, I assume this is their finished ban list, because Bushel never, like, puts a ban list and a ban list right after. And a head around, I feel like, it's not that too big, because... Wiseman is not famous here. Like, there's like no Wiseman players here. There's not, like, I don't see Wiseman players. So, I feel I like. Feel it's also scumming. Yeah, and then I feel like your Chronicle is like gonna be, actually, somewhat like an S tier here. Where in Japan it's like an A tier. Mm -hmm. Just because of that, just the head around thing.
if, if I may ask a uh, follow up question to the Wiseman thing, uh, does it do, do you think that Bushiroad in Japan is posturing to hit Taro to one? Only for Japan banlist. They uh, for only Japan banlist, not for us. I don't think. Okay. Oh no, they can't. They can't. They can't ban it in a Japan ban list. I think. Um, a lot of people don't know in Japan there are uh, two different types of tournaments. There's a. Uh, it's called like I call it the G era tournament and regular tournament. So in certain tournaments in Japan, even like really big ones, you can only use cards that are only in the G era, meaning past. Uh, past. Uh, G it's G regulation, right? Yeah. So only G, de uh, G uh, cards that are like from GBTO one onwards, or any card that got reprinted in uh, the G era. So mm -hmm. Wiseman is from BT fourteen. So in a lot of Japanese uh, tournaments in Japan, you can't actually play Wiseman. So that's the reason like Wiseman is not like really popular. And there's only some tournaments that uh, they are able to play Wiseman, and that's how like. Us Americans and the Canadians are able to find out, like, oh, Wiseman is a deck, and then we net decked it. But in you know, in America and kind of like, pretty much we can play Wiseman regardless because we don't have that G restriction or like the G regulation. So in Japan, I thought the last ban list they had, they would actually hit Taro because like Wiseman was still like very relevant since like the first net deck happened but they never touched it. I think they don't really care about it because they don't want to remove the fact that uh, like for the people who are playing in the non-restricted tournaments to able to have fun with Wiseman. Well, I'm thinking that if it because they didn't touch header around that they do care a little. Yeah, I think that's like the, I don't know. The, but... Like it's keeping the Wiseman stuff in check. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe in the near future they'll maybe hit it. Maybe after like the full Genesis support with the, with like the the new uh, boss monster grade three, the female archer. Amaru. Maybe after that, yeah. I, I feel like if that uh, boss monster gets like more legitimate support, um, they may like start hitting Taro and stuff just for like, uh, hey, uh, fellow, you know, push will be like, hey, Vanguard players, we want you to transition from. Uh, deck A to deck B, like how they made us pretty much transition from Luar, uh, Sword to Luard because they just made like a superior unit. I mean, what, what they did was they made it like very much more revelation focused. Um, yeah. Where they, they like, you have to soul blast units with the revelation ability to do shit. Like the uh, Ishtar, the new stride. Where mm. it, it's got a very powerful turn. Like you can get to GB8 really fast, restand your field and all that good stuff. But the problem is that it, it's got, like, no resource management. So if you commit to your board and then, you know, you're, someone goes, huh, he doesn't really draw cards, let's attack his rear guards, then it's kind of hard to come back from that. Or if you have just, like, some way to, you know, wipe a board, like if you go into the Shar Hot Stride or something. Um, at least that's my experience in uh, our friends uh, who tried proxying the deck. It's just hard to... Come back from behind. What? Wonder if people are going to be big on DI when uh, we get settled. Oh, uh, DI is actually going to. I'm building DI right now. I have all the core aspect. I think DI is going to be like super fucking broken. I, and the only thing that like hurt it will be like the fact that if you mill your key unit like into your soul. Yeah. I mean, I, I have the. Well, th there's that new grade one where you can, when you guard with it, uh, get a unit from your soul to your hand. So. You can, hey. you can toolbox your soul a little bit. Um, I, I have Blade Wings right now, and they're awesome. What? Without, you're going to play that over Avarice? 
No, it's not a PG. It's just a grade one. Oh, okay. like a regular grade one. I don't know. Yeah. Blade, uh, I guess if you're not playing Blade Wing, make your face for that. Uh, no, it's probably it, it would probably fit more in like the Glens and Charhat thing. Um, I see. In which case, you you use bread and mouth to not die instead of uh, Tybalt. Can't wait, Di era. Um, I attack you. So long. Yeah, I know. It's like it's like, it's like it's, yeah, it actually has the best glory skill Vanguard. It has it gets plus. No wait, does uh? It's 10k crit and glory still. Yeah, and then like it pretty much has one of the best restanding now because like doesn't it put like grade zeros into your deck? Yeah, so you you do lose the advantage of enigmatic assassin because you got to put those back too. But um, yeah. I I think it's also grade one or less, not just zeros. Ah oh, fuck. At least you don't deck out. Like, you, you have a yeah. way... Well, it's I mean, still, like, a restanding Vanguard glory skill in a deck. It's like, hey, Kagero, hello? But, like, better. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You just put two cards from hand to soul, I believe. So yeah. there's a little cost there. I mean, you can go, all right, I'm going to put these two Dark Knight of Nightmare Land from hand into soul, put those back in deck, restand, you know? Or heal triggers, uh, fuck it. If, if, like, you're out of G-guards, you're like, I'm not going into these again. I know it's 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 really like because like um, back then my rule of thumb for a good Vanguard deck is like it needs to have some kind of draw engine besides using draw trigger. It needs to have a restanding Vanguard. It needs to have a unit that could uh, pretty much have a similar skill to a glory skill, uh, and then multiple attacks. Meaning like you're not restricted by sand triggers, and or but you have units that will able to force multiple attacks. So if you have four of those, like you are an S tier plus deck. And at that period of time, the unit uh, deck that could do all four was like gear, pretty much. Yeah. Like gear was able to do all four. So it's like, that's the reason gear was like broken as fuck back then. But then they like did small little restriction, made Urwater to one, TikTok worker to one. So it's like the multiple attack got a little bit weaker. The draw engine got a little bit weaker, but I'm like, it's an S tier deck at that point. Like it draws dropped. It just dropped the plus. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, was was there anything else about like the Grand Fest itself to complain about? There was no internet connection, really. There was no Wi-Fi. And a lot of people didn't really have any uh, phone service because they were, we were mostly underground. Um, um, I guess the biggest complaint I have is like I had to pretty much sit in a fucking chair for exactly 24 hours. I've counted from day one to day two. Like, it sucked that from two days of playing in this goddamn tournament, one whole day I had to use that for just sitting in a chair for waiting and waiting. Because, like, from that 24 hours, I had maybe, like, 11-hour play time and, like, 13-hour sit time of just waiting. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, that's absurd. Yeah. I, I, like, honestly, like, it's not Bush Road's fault entirely. Like, especially not the staff's fault entirely. It's a little their fault. <laughs> A little bit of their fault, but not entirely. It's just it sucks that like you don't say and expect uh, tell us you expect us to be here to, like uh, at like X time, but you make us wait two hour and thirty minutes for the tournament to start. If anything, you should say like, hey, you guys should come early if you want, just to make sure that you guys don't get DQ'd. But I most likely will start at this time. At that point, it's uh, the dependent of like the participant to come early to secure him or herself to not get DQ'd, or they can sleep an extra hour or two and put, you know come at the exact time. You know what I mean? Like at least give us that option, then then we don't have to like go there 
and pretty much wait two hours. It's you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. sleep. I stayed over at Gabe's house the night before, so it's me, Gabe, Richard, and Miles. And someone set oh, that's, the, yeah, that house spicy. Oh yeah, so someone set the alarm is like that. I I I forgot where it's from. The I I that thing. Oh, the it's from JoJo. Yeah, so that was my alarm clock that morning. So I was already kind of a grumpasaurus and. Like, I was driving these people, so just the whole time, just memes coming out of the back seat. You gotta flip the car. Flip <laughs> I, the I car. came really close a few times. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, th- th- there's something coming on the channel pretty soon related to that, so... Uh, Are you flipping the car? Something close to that, so stay stay tuned, Nexus Corvus. Oh, no. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I, like... Oh my god, who lives in Faulty Towers? What, Faulty Tower? Faulty Towers, it's a, it's a, uh, it was like a British sketch show. I just remember the episode about the Germans. Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it was like a hotel and then like their phone sounded like that, so. Oh, that was my uh, dad's phone, sorry oh, okay. if you guys heard that. It's okay, it's funny. Um, I blame, I blame Gabe, but. <laughs> Same. Uh, so, Joshua, do you have any uh, advice for pe- like future participants in tournaments? Like, um, to like for Vanguard? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I played in a regional beforehand. Maybe that gave me the slight edge because, like, I remember playing the in the Toronto region. I was like, I was a lot more nervous. But I calmed down really fast. But in this tournament, I was like not even nervous, like even a single bit. Like even though I like I don't I don't really care what people would say to me. Like Night Rose is like a tier zero deck. Gear is tier one right now, and then Seven Runner is a tier zero deck. So like you got like people need to understand that like I was at a disadvantage. But like I played in the tournament top eight. Even though, I'll, like, there's games where, like, I'll, uh, like, the opponent will win one, it's VO3, you know, I should be nervous because, like, they have a game up me. Like, you just need to be calm because, like, and you have to think that, like, regardless if you, like, win or lose, like, it's a free tournament, right? You, have, you just have to have a mindset that's not, like, I don't care if I lose. More so, like, uh, of a mindset, like, oh, uh, you know, I came this far, just be grateful and, like, hey, if anything, you can learn from this. Like, you just have to have a positive but grateful mindset and it will just help you power through but, like, pretty much I had that mindset, and then, like, I just, like, won, and I'm just like, oh, shit, like, how did I even win? At that point, I'm just like, how did I even fucking win? <laughs> so just be, like, relaxed, because my last opponent was, like, oh, my two of the last opponents I faced, the two Night Rose players, they were, like, really nervous and jittery, and one of the uh, guys I faced is named Nikki Goldman, uh, give, uh, and, like, he was my last, last opponent, and third game we we were one and one i i guess i made a mistake because i never considered it maybe uh i i don't think i made a mistake but pretty much i spinned one of his units on the field he had the grade zero stand trigger on the field and he could have called a unit from his deck because the unit i spin it was caliboom so you caliboom skills you have to pick a grade minus the unit that i spend that uh and then call it on any regard yeah. so he could he could have called that unit on his 
onto the Great Zero Stand Trigger and then use a Night Rose GB2 MILF 3 and call that Stand Trigger back and made his Night Rose a 21k base. So, like, my mistake was, like, didn't know that was an option. And then his mistake was that he didn't call it over. But I, because he came up to me after saying, like, oh, I could have done that. And, like, you would have lost pretty much to me. And then I'm like, oh, I guess. But I felt like he uses GB2 Night Rose skill a lot earlier. But I don't, I don't exactly remember. But I know, like, the way he spoke, uh, told me, like, yeah, I can see a like there would have been a clear difference in the uh, like the game three if that were able to pop off. Interesting. So like he just, but like, it, but I feel like why he misplayed was because like he was jittery. Like I saw his hands like nervous and trembling, and he was very soft spoken uh, compared to like the way he spoke like when Before. he was like interacting with people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then like the game, uh, the final game against in top two, like my opponent was like super nervous. And I guess like jittery also because uh, I'm, when I say this, if you if you're hearing this, like I'm not trying to, I'm, like I'm saying, I'm not trying to be rude, but like you were really nervous to a point where like some of your words and comments were more hostile. But hostile? like I understand, like you, yeah, it was like it, was, it felt hostile, but I know, but he truly didn't mean it. Like he didn't mean it. Like it was just like he got the he got the nerves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, uh, so, so I don't take any like uh, offense to it because like I was. If I was put in this situation, like, if someone made, like, small comments and stuff, and I didn't make small comments, like, he may take it as attacks. You know what I mean? Like, I made a comment saying, like, in first game, because he popped three heal triggers off, and he's a Night Rose player. So, like, I, I rarely see Night Rose players even pop three to four heals off, because generally they somehow, like, mill it or something, right? Yeah. They mill the heal, or they put the heal into soul, whatever, like, or somehow they'll mill it. So he popped three heals off, and I mean, like, an offhand comment with this, like, the, like, the... My attitude of my voice was like, whoa, like, that's your third heal. Like, it was more so like, I was so surprised. Not like, <laughs> oh, that's your fucking third heal. You know what I mean? I was just so surprised that third heal even fucking popped. So I was just like, well, that's your third heal. And then his comment was like, don't remember exactly, but it was slightly hostile and slightly negative. It was just like, I guess it was more in the range of like, he he, he was like, so, like, whatever. Like, kind of like those kind of typical comment, right? Come on, man. So he and then, like, second game, he popped three heals again. And I made the exact same comment before. And then he, I got, like, like I, my intention was not, like, to trigger him. Or, like, it was more so, like, yeah, I was surprised again, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I made the same comment. And then he said, like, uh, more of a, a little bit more of, like, a hostile comment. Like, the judges were, like, looking at me. Looking at me with their eyes. Pretty much their eyes saying, like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> like, to me, like, saying, like, if I'm, if, if, if I'm not taking offense to this. Because they were writing down all his behavior. Because, like... <laughs> Um, so writing down his behavior. Yeah, because like um, at that point, like if you made like behavior, like attitude, like uh, like if you're like pretty much unsportsmanlike, um, they can pretty much give you a game loss, I assume, because they're like writing down every time he was being a little bit, you know, like rude. But I know he truly didn't like meant it because he was just like had the jitters. So it was like I like I understand. I mean, like I can he, see that. Like he he he, ex- he explained it to me a little bit later. Like so, it's like it's fine. Like I don't take offense, and I'm not the type of person to like, um, you know, like be super anal about that thing. I rather just like ignore it and just focus on my play. It's a good good uh, good attitude to have. So let me see if I can like pare this down. So what you're saying is, calm down. Pardon. 
I really hope that comes up on the recording. That that will. What? Uh, What's I, gonna come up? I just Alice put... is trying to think. Oh, oh okay. okay. So it didn't come up then. No, I played the um, the the scene from Rick and Morty with the get your shit together. <laughs> All your shit, so it's together. Damn it! All right, I'll I'll keep that in mind for next time where I have to like unplug my headphones. But yeah, but yeah. just the rule of thumb will just be like, just focus on your play and your mistake. And if you can like do that, then even if your opponents make mistake, like you should be fine. But if you're able to like look at and focus on your mistake first, and then you have the luxury of able to look at theirs, then like then you have like the perfect game. But don't ever focus on their mistake first because you may make mistake. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps if you're not playing a trash deck. Also true. <laughs> Ugh. I played a trash deck. That's sad. Got rightfully punished. I know, but but animals. <laughs> oh well. Okay, um, a high percentage of of decks in most card games are bad. What? A high percentage of decks in most card games are bad. Well, like statistically, they are. Yeah. Yeah, but like, there's, there's only like 25 clans or something like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We have like what, like a fifth of them are like playable. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So, the the new Bermuda Triangle set was. Uh, they give you a couple packs when you came in, and they had them for sale, and things like that. Um, I don't know what the like, like what the like the hype percentage was, but I know some dude managed to complete some kind of deck, like choo choo, all the new stuff by the end of the day, and he was trying to That's sell disgusting. it. Yeah, like it, it was crazy. Like I. The worst part was, like, I was talking to him, and, like, part of me was, like, I want to try it. <laughs> Guys, I'm not. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, like, the same uh, the, the same feeling you get when someone tries to offer you drugs, and you're, like, mm. that looks That looks awful, by the way, but whatever. W- wait, why do you think? I mean, everything costs, like, a counter blaster or soul blast, right? Yeah. And none of it actually pluses, because you lose a unit to draw a card or call a thing. Yeah. And it's like, but there's no cards that say counter charge or soul, soul charge. Yeah. The, uh, the, so I assume this deck is going to be awful. The the guy that was talking to me about it, I was like, so what's like the weakness? And he's like, oh, resource management. I'm like, okay, that's all I need to hear. Bye. <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a it's a mermaid clan deck, you know. People will build it anyway. I mean, I still think prisms are the only thing worth your time. Um, Probably true. In general. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the, like, honestly, the, this thing just turned into a giant regional event, not so much like the Grand Fest that I think Blue was trying to do. Then again, I don't play Buddy Fighter Weiss, so I didn't go to Day 2. Slash didn't care about Day 2, but that's life. Happens. Yeah. Okay, not room people play buddy fight anyway. I mean, the uh, the, the other three of my old, or okay, r- mostly just Richard and Gabe play buddy fight, and they won't shut the hell up about it. Oh, I'm sure they won't. They're like buddy fight is a better game. I'm like, well, I don't care. Like, I could like, be true. I like Vanguard. 
and I'm going to keep playing it. So, plus, like, plus, buddy fight is like all dragons. I mean, there's Dragon World, and there's Dragon World, and there's variants of Dragon World, right? Like, Star, that's all I know about. Star all Dragon World and Darkness Dragon World, and, like, that's too many dragons, man. I just know that, like, for the first, like, five or six sets, like, the Dragon World was, like, supported in every single set. Yeah. With, it, like, the Kagero of... Or the Royal Paladin. Like, early or... Kagero of, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, the... <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm back. I just needed to help with my mother with something really quick. That's okay. We, we were talking about day two uh, that I didn't go to, um, and all the buddy fight stuff. Wait, who did you lose to in day, uh, the last game for day one for you? My last game that I lost to, I lost to a Luard player. So, I, Damn. I'm, okay, but I lost in probably the most valiant way possible. Um, I survived Our Guys Are Doomed. I survived Our Guys Are Doomed again. I survived Diablo and Diablo again. And then I almost survived his GB8 by, like, a card. And then I was going to go into the G- my GB8 the next turn, but I didn't have it. Or I just, I lost so, like, um, what was your strides? Because, like, I know you were playing success, and I actually, like, I think Great Nature will, like, I really like the concept of Great Nature. Yeah. Uh, I, the, like, the, the clan itself, but, like, what did you stride into? Because I'm really curious. Um, so I my, feel like you could have won that matchup. So, my first stride is either Afonk or Hrimthurs. Yeah. So, Afonk, if I have a, de- if I, like, open up good, then I can take advantage of a fuller field. Uh, Hrimthurs, if I don't open up as good and I just need a draw. Um, then but against that, but against that guy, what did you stride into your all your strides? You okay, used? so Afunk, Manadarm, uh-huh. Manadarm again, G guard twice, and then I had enough to go into the GVA, and then I lost at that point. Um, Manadarm, did you go into Manadarm because you thought you can win the game, I went or into, did I, you go to pressure? I went into Manadarm because he kept recycling his PGs, and I wanted him to not be able to use them. Um, oh yeah so like I, what, what I, what why not just go to uh I, even if he had his pg in his hand well i got him to four what? pretty early yeah and he was just at four the whole game so like Manadarm was for that reason um and hmm. yeah and then you, you did you go into your gb8 or did you not like no, did you just go manamgar managar double g guardian managar managar double g guardian and then i was gonna go into gb8 on my next turn but he killed me um with his GB8, ironically. So, yeah. That was my day. Um, okay, but, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel, it sucks, because, like, I feel like you got, you, you could have, like, beat that Luard player. I mean, I beat, I beat a Luard player earlier in the day, but, um, it was just, wasn't in the cards for me, so to speak. Um. So, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What well, did you um play the four resist grade one and four resist grade two? No. Wait, what? What? Wait, what? That's so broken though on uh, great nature. Wait, the resist. There's the the grade two sleepy taper. The like. No, no, no. The 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 double rare raccoon. The red raccoon. One that gives resist to the whole field. One that gives resist to the whole field. There's the G guard that gives resist to four units. Wait, wait, I'll go find it right now. Wait. Talking about lesser rider? 
Lesser writers are think so. And that doesn't give okay, that gives a resist if he hits success, and that's only to your success units. I only ran one of him. Um, and that's during your turn, usually. Like the only way to hit success would be to get three triggers on damage and put it all on a rear guard. Um, oh, it doesn't have an ability where you soul blast one. It it gets uh, it gives the whole field success. No, it, it uh, you soul blast one, it can make him successful, which will then trigger the other thing, which is when he hits success, you can do the two K and resist. But it doesn't make other people successful. So he cheated. You... On, he cheated on the test, but that doesn't mean everyone else got A's. That's the best way to describe okay. it. Yeah. Wait, did you run Sleepy Top Ears? No. Wait, what was your grade two lineup? Like grade two, four. Grade two lineup was four Crayon Tiger, uh, okay. two, um, two, or, no, three, uh, Gray Belly, two yeah. Field Glass Otter, one Lesser Rider, four Barcode Zebra. Huh. You're probably wondering what Barco Zebra is. Um, the uh, he, he's the Devil Summoner Turtle clone for Great Nature, the seventeen grade two on call check on Rider call check top card. That whole thing. Grade one or two, you call it. Yeah. I'm just so surprised that you didn't run Sleepy Tap here when you had space for it, uh, especially because like because like, like it's Lord Gear and Night Rose, so like they they have a way to retire like use a unit to spin. I mean, the, the, the problem with it is the um, you, you can't really use it in the early game because you don't run duckbills or anything, so what's the point? And then after that, like... my so you don't run duckbills? No. It, it, it was, like, all later game stuff. Um, I do have, like, a more early game thing, and I run Binoculus Tiger for that because he works in Vanguard Circle. So you can drop your hand really early, and then, uh, like, all your duckbills and Mike Saburos and stuff, and then just draw a bunch of cards early. And with uh, Guru Wolf, you can draw more cards. Um, I just ran the more successy build because uh, Matt gave me that deck list before he left, and I liked it a lot, so I thought I'd try it. Um, I just like calling 7K grade 2s and calling more stuff, maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It worked out. It worked out. Meh. It, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Um, yeah. Well, is there anything else you guys have? I don't know how many. What? I don't know how different those cards are in the Lord matchup, particularly. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Do, do you guys have anything else you you want to say to the fans or listeners or what what have them? Uh, I, I, I'm gonna probably try to. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. There's not really like much. I'm trying to think of, like, stuff, but I can't really think of anything. Well, then there's nothing to say. Like, you don't have to force yourself to do anything. It's not like you can be like, I had the best strawberry shortcake the other day. Shut up, you know? <laughs> but but I did. I'm just <laughs> Matt, what about you? Uh, you know. You know, stuff. Stuff. Um, let's see. Well... You can find you can find us on uh, on Twitter as next uh, at Nexus at Night. Uh, you can find Nexus Core on YouTube if you type Core C O R P S. I'm at at Atlas Novak on Twitter. Matt is at Wiggums on Twitter and Discord and Reddit. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and then uh, Joshua, are, are you anything? Are you? Do you have social media um, stuff you want to play? I'm Axel 
Wait, I don't even know my Twitter fucking Or just anything handle. that you want, like, if you want followers or what have you. Oh, like it's like, else? yeah, my, my, my Twitter is like Axel underscore haptism. Haptism? Uh, you know, haptism, H-A-P-T-I-S-M. Okay. So Axel underscore haptism. Okay. Uh, that's like the only thing I really use. Okay. Yeah. Well, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. Uh, I'm Axel slash Joshua. <laughs> and something. And have a good night, something. everyone. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, We have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.